The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to Living with Intention. I am April Wyatt, your wellness advocate, and I am so grateful that you're here today. During our time together, we will explore ways to connect the mind, body, and spirit to allow growth from within. And by utilizing my own intuition and experiences, I will guide you through a variety of techniques which will assist you to bring you back to your true essence. Now I invite you to take a moment, set your intention with curiosity, opening your mind and heart to receive as you discover more about your own abilities for expansion. Welcome friends, new and true to Living with Intention. I'm April Wyatt, your wellness advocate, and I'm here to offer different avenues for wellness for you to place your attention on your intention to live a more balanced life. From my own experiences and the work I've done with numerous individuals, I found that we have forgotten our essence, our true nature. As I shared in my last podcast exclusive, Remembering Your Essence, I talked about essence and walked you through a visualization so you could get a little bit more of a feel and recognize the light that you hold within yourself and how your light connects to you and other people, you know, your community, you, it just expands. You're, you're the ripple effect. That's what it boils down to. You are the ripple effect and that essence, your light is always there. And today we will continue exploring your essence and bring you other opportunities to discover more about you. In the previous episodes, we've talked about the Sophia Code and human design and how they can possibly assist you in exploring your essence. And as I keep talking about exploring and your essence and ways of doing that, you may now realize that there are many different modalities to connect to your essence. And for example, in the past, I've used vision boards to inspire and help manifest a goal or an idea that I had. 
and I still find them helpful. Although today we're going to dive a little deeper past a vision and explore your essence through soul collage. For those of you who aren't familiar with soul collage, it is a modality that uses images, images that you've chosen to provide more insight to what it is you're going through. I find soul collage to be a great resource for when it's hard to put into words of how you're feeling or what you're even experiencing during that time. And maybe need a different way to express what's happening in your life. And creating soul collage also allows you to connect to your essence because it provides more of a tangible visual effect where you can actually build off of. And we'll, we'll unpack that a little bit more here today. So my next guest is Joy Johnson. And she is a certified soul collage guide. And you may have heard Lacey Bowles mention Joy and soul collage in the third episode of Feeding Your Soul series, because that's what she says that helps feed her soul is soul collage. And as you all know, if you've been following me for a while, I always work with wonderful people that I personally know. Joy is a wonderful friend who I met actually through her massage therapy practice. And what I love about her is how it's easy to connect with Joy due to her experiences and skills she's developed as a psychotherapist because she's able to listen at a deeper level. And also combined with her intuitive abilities as a healer, she's able to hold space with compassion and offers support with grace because Joy really truly cares about your well-being. As you will witness here today, Joy has a beautiful authenticity and has a focus of being of service for others. Her dedication of assisting others in discovering their own soul's inner truth and witnessing their own healing powers within. That's what Joy's purpose is, is to be that guide for you. And I, that's a perfect example of working from the inside out, right? I always talk about that. So please welcome my friends, Joy Johnston. Thank you, Joy. Thank you for being here. Thank you for that beautiful introduction, April. Well, reflection for myself. <laughs> yes, I only speak the truth, my friend. <laughs> yes, and I really appreciate you being here and bringing this wonderful insight of soul collage and how people can utilize it to connect to those deeper parts of themselves. And before we begin, do you mind sharing a little bit about your story and um, what you've learned along your way? Um, sure. <clears throat> you already shared that 
um, first I became a psychotherapist. And so first I, like out of high school, I went directly to college and grad school and um, primarily worked with foster kids in Chicago using that skill. And then um, I ended up finding, along the way I learned Reiki and that um, called to my soul. And so then I, um, just in the course of reading different books about the way that we heal, you know, I got curious about other avenues of healing beyond like psychotherapy and I wanted to do Reiki more. And so I found this very unique massage school taught by clinical psychologists that incorporated a lot of energy healing modalities and cranial sacral, the more subtle um, things that kind of bridge the psychological aspect of ourselves and our physical bodies and even delved into kind of more intuitive and spiritual aspects. It just was the right fit for me. (laughs) And um, just kind of a nice segue into soul collage. The way that I discovered that modality was through one of my friends that I made in massage school who um, shared some pictures of her soul collage cards that she made on Facebook. And I was so taken with their otherworldliness and even the captions that she put on them. I just was like, what is that? I would like to know more about that. And so I took a class in 2011 and um, was introduced to it that way to make them on my own. And then I took the facilitator training in 2014. And since that time, I've hosted groups um, where we gather together and make the cards. And um, I've kind of, I like everything. I feel like I learned best by doing it. Mm. <laughs> and the process of it teaches me more than anything I ever learn in a class. That was the case with psychotherapy, Reiki, massage, you know, everything. It's like the the class is just to um, kind of introduce you, right? The real teacher is the practice itself. So, oh, yes, perfectly said. It is. It is that practice and learning more. Uh, we think we're showing up for this class to, you know, learn to do something, but it's really remembering more about ourselves during that process. Yeah. Yeah. So for those who aren't familiar with the soul collage, how is it different from vision boards or just journaling or or those types of practices? What yeah. makes it different? That's a great question. So usually in a vision board, um, we we enter into that process with our conscious mind thinking, what kinds of things do I want to create in my life? What is my vision for the future? You know, and so we're, we're kind of um, sort through images looking for a specific thing, whereas soul collage draws more from the emotional, intuitive, um, instinctual part of ourselves, where instead of approaching the images with a specific goal in mind, 
we kind of go at it with a more open blank slate approach and then we just start looking through images and whatever ones we have a strong emotional reaction to are the ones that we're um, picking selecting and so um, a good kind of rule of thumb to follow is to look through images you can look through magazines you can look through photographs you can even look through images on the internet in this day and age and print them off, you know. Um, and and so then we select about 5 to 15 at a time. And then um, the, the cards are about this size. I think it's like a 5 by 7 size. Mm-hmm. So then from like the 5 or 15 images that you have you kind of sort through and figure out which ones want to go together and there's absolutely no rule (laughs) at all about how many fit on a um I'll give you some examples uh just to look at like I kind of pick out the ones that will fit this format like this one has um two women sitting in oops sitting in (laughs) mirroring image um sitting in chairs and then there's a woman drinking from a cup like a coffee cup or a teacup and then there's two people dragging a um like a Christmas tree kind of a thing so that was made with three images mm-hmm. this one was made with um two images there's just this person and a tree in the background like yeah, it looks like a fall colored tree in the background and it has a woman she's like just uh what is she doing a back bend or <laughs> she looks right. like she's falling but gracefully like she's surrendering yeah I think she was doing a yoga pose in the picture okay. but this card I call free you know uh. it's the energy of freedom and it's it's like any which way you want to do it, <laughs> it works. Yeah. And I love how you just showed those. So that way people can see how the images can be transposed on top of another image, because that's the, that's what's intriguing about it. There's like depth, even though it's 2d, it really feels like it's four or 5d. Yeah. And like, you, you can, can really, really feel it. Pers- like I've got a in this particular card there's like a a duck and it's larger than life because then there's like a Native American chief person uh-huh. smaller than the duck and then there's four people walking even smaller than that it's very otherworldly yes and it is I think um i I think one reason why soul collage really spoke to me is because since I took the route of academia first, you know, our school system and even a lot in our culture very focuses on kind of the left hemisphere of our brain and making things, you know, values kind of logic over um, imagination and quantitative things, things that you can quantify, add up, you know, even business is kind Mm -hmm. of that way. 
versus like qualitative, like what's the energy that is behind this? What's the intention behind what you're doing? What is the purpose? Like that is more. And so the images um, speak to the right hemisphere of our brain. Like they, um, they evoke emotion and kind of an instinctual response and it's the language of symbolism which also like speaks to that right brain right hemisphere of our brain and I feel like that is um the language of our soul you know yes it's that instinctual like reaction to something that spark something inside of us where we just feel like oh that just hit me in a really Mm. powerful way I need to listen to that message that just you know came to me and slow down and yeah and it those images they're just so powerful because they come from us in a different depth like when we're connected to our essence and we're working with the materials and, and that's where um, I just want to say magic, you know, it just happens, right. It just comes forward and then you can see it, it, those images in a different light. I also want to go back to how you said, um, you know, it just really resonates with us, like the internal part and the symbolism. So think about this, and this is for everyone. You know, thousands of years ago, we were drawing on walls, right? There was there was symbols, there was things before real language even developed. So this is really primal. yes, that's the primal part that's that's down to our ancestors that's down to our dna of what humanist humanism is right being human and i i really like that perspective joy of you know our society tends to say we have to go and do these things and earn creditations and you know learn to get to a goal And I'm not saying that's good or bad, although we lose that part of our essence. We lose what is the motivation? What is this innate part of ourselves that we need to remember to connect to while we're doing those those things? Yeah, I think that, I mean, I myself felt out of balance with my focus, you know, just courtesy of my background and training, then I just felt like um, I had kind of lost my connection with my own intuition through the course of living my life. And then I, I, I didn't even do this consciously. I just looking back, I saw myself, you know, seeking out or being interested in all these different ways to tune back into that intuitive ability, that natural intuitive ability, because it is another way of knowing and gathering information. And I, I, I mean, for me personally, it felt like it wasn't um, supported in the messages that I was getting from society of listening to that part of ourselves. And so 
um, <laughs> that's why I've been drawn to all these different techniques that teach us how to, you know, tune in to that part, that knowing. There's something that I've, I have found in sharing it with people can be confusing. And so I have learned to not um, talk about it until people have had a chance to go through the process of creating their own card. But the founder of it, her name is Sina Frost. And I just want to mention, um, if people are really interested in this, like there's, there's resources, you know, like there's books that have like explanation of how to do it. And, um, but she, she kind of came up with this process um, organically. She was attending classes and workshops with a bunch of different friends that kind of kept going to the same workshops that were kind of looking at, she's a psychotherapist. So she um, was interested in kind of where psychology meets spirituality and mm. talking about archetypes. And so she found herself making cards that represented her friends in the workshops and then, so she had some of those cards. It's like, here's my friend Sally, and here's my friend Mary, and here's my friend. And then she started making cards that represented, like, parts of herself. And so then it was like she created a system where it's like there's four different suits of cards. And so there's the committee, which represents aspects of ourselves, there's the community cards, which represent people that we know. It also represent pets or like celebrities. And then there's the council cards that are kind of like an overarching archetype. Mm. And then there's a companion suit, which she has like a guided meditation to tune into your chakras and then tune into one that wants to come forward and then invite an animal to reveal itself this is kind of complicated, but yeah, um, that goes a little deep. <laughs> <laughs> and then she also has like transpersonal cards. She suggests making a card to represent source mm. and our soul essence and our inner witness. And soul collage is so fun. You know, a lot of us, I feel like art in general, again, speaks to that right hemisphere of our brain, music you know, any kind of artwork, but so many of us don't have the ability to create with our, you know, hands, like exactly an image that we see in our mind's eye. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I think so many people are, um, love soul collage because you don't have to have any kind of artistic ability. Not that we don't all have that ability, you know, but, um, it's, really user-friendly that way mm. and, um like the cards you can buy them from like just a pack of cards um from amazon or from hanford mead um are they called like just card stock or what do they need to be a certain thickness they kind of look a little thicker than just you know getting a blank piece of printer paper they are card stock and they're, um, yeah, I guess they say they're five by eight soul collage card pack, but I have a friend that made them forever and she 
made her own. You know, she just had one of those, she would buy cardstock and then, and they have protective sleeves that you can put on to kind of protect them from the weather and, um, you know, the, the edges of things can kind of curl and make it harder to, because when you have a big stack, then you, it's kind of like yourself, your own um, personalized Oracle card deck that you can draw from um, yeah. to do like readings. And it it really speaks to you because, you know, you've created them. And so the meaning behind them is so deep and personalized. Mm. Yeah. Can you, can you walk us through that? That, cause that was my next question. It was like, yes, now we've made these beautiful cards. Now, what do you do with them? Do you just prop them up and admire them or what, how, what's the use, <laughs> right? Yeah. Cause they are beautiful little pieces of art really. Yes. And everybody uses them differently. Um, like I said, you could draw from them for an oracle card reading like some people like to draw a card a day to guide them like what are the themes that are going to come up today um some people like to draw several cards and then like all three or four of them speak to the issue like when we had our um i guess a what they suggest like in the soul collage training well and you can even ask specific questions like you you could have an open-ended question what card would help me most today or you could ask about a specific issue you know like this is the dilemma that I'm struggling with and I don't know which path to choose you know um one way to think of these is that they're like helpers for us and sometimes I like to display them in my house actually in certain areas kind of even according to the bagua the feng shui oh yes feng shui. Like, my helper in this part <laughs> of my life um and especially when I make them um I used to so there's a journaling template too um that's another way of kind of going farther with the card is just to start journaling on it and there's like specific um questions to ask uh which like I thought I'd put them up here so that people can like snapshot it if they want to okay we'll say like one of the um things that that we tend to say in um a soul collage card is I am one who, and then you speak from every image in the card. Um, so, so give us an example of that. So right. Joy is holding up this card and in the very background, I see a tree with the sun coming through it in the upper right-hand corner. And then the left-hand corner, it looks like a, is it a flower coming, like a red flower and then in the middle is like, it looks like you're looking through um, like a orb or like, you know, it's a circular shape. What would you call that, Joy? Looking mm -hmm. through a window and there's a lot happening in that card right now. <laughs> so I really hope everybody goes to the YouTube uh, video of this so you can really appreciate these images oh my gosh it's like you're everywhere you look there's something there 
Yeah, yeah. that's all I can say right now. So walk <laughs> us walk us through that joy of yeah. you pull that card and and then you ask what or you're making the card. What were the questions? Is that when you're yeah. making it or when you are looking no, at it? Afterwards, like I would oh, suggest okay. Um, just following your emotional reaction in selecting the images and picking which ones go together and how to arrange them on the card. Um, and that's fun, you know, that's using our creative juices of how we want to stick it all together. And, um, and then afterwards, I think it's helpful then to start bringing in the words, I guess, because words can be kind of limiting. And the general suggestion in soul collage is to not use words on the cards, but every once in a while, a word gets on there from a magazine page, maybe purposefully or unintentionally. I mean, I always encourage people to do it their way, you know, learn the basics, here's the, here's the basic structure and the basic suggestion, but do whatever your soul wants to do yeah. with this card, <laughs> whatever it's calling to you. You know, sometimes we're supposed to break the rules, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Whatever feels right. So what I'm hearing you say is that gather images and then whatever resonates with you and then you place them on the card, however it fits or feels good to you. And then you start asking questions. Yes. Okay. So if you want to. Um, so I have, I have um, done the journaling process with all the cards that I've made. I've made over a hundred at this point because it helped. I like that process. I'm a journaler. I like to go in deep and, and have words to call them because it feels like a friend. I want to get to know you. What do you have to say to me? Um, (laughs) But I have a, I have a friend, she and I used to host a group together and she doesn't do any of that. She doesn't, you know, she's not someone that likes to journal. She kind of wishes she would, but it's just not her process. But in the moment she can speak from the card actually more fluidly than I can, you know, I feel like it's easier for me to write it out than to speak in the moment. You know, we're all wired. Mm. That's true. Yeah. But, um, so usually like a good way to approach it, if you want to, is to speak from every single image in the card. I am one who um, playfully enters other realms, playfully climbs trees to enter into a whole nother world. I am one with calm presence and power and instinctual wisdom. That's the leopard speaking. I am one who throws her hands up in joy and celebration who knows how to enjoy the moment. And this, I want to get up closer so you can see, it kind of looks like clouds, but as you get closer, there's like images of um, lions oh, yes. in the face in there. I am a deeper 
wisdom witnessing what is happening below. I am full of grace and beauty, you know. Um, this episode is brought to you by sax.com. At sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. And then the next question after you say... I am one who is, what do you have to give me? Mm. And so, um, and what do you want from me? How will I remember? What is your shadow side? And what is the core meaning of this card, its essence? And so this card actually... um, kind of evolved a little bit in time. At first, it was representing um, kind of a a friend that I had that I was trading sessions with. Um, Sally Bale is her name. She in Des Moines, she's a Reiki master. And, but she was also introducing me to the Munaiki rites. And um, it was kind of related to like the part of our brain that can imagine and access the soul realm and Mm -hmm. um and so but then eventually what this card represents to me is shamanic journeying kind of um entering another realm that Mm -hmm. can feel as true as this one it's just in another dimension or level of being it so. is. Yes. And and people can find that in other aspects too, for those who aren't so familiar with shamanism and, you know, connecting to nature, um, even being with a group of soul sisters, right. And having some really deep stimulating conversation. It's just, you just feel like your, your heart is open and you're just part of all the things. That's all I can say. That's that's how I (laughs) experience that. Well, and some people like don't need this as a way to access the, um, the voice of their soul or what their soul is calling them to, to listen to, you know, that's what I was just thinking, you know, it's not for everybody and some people don't need it. I need, I needed it. 12 years ago when I found it um, to open up to that right hemisphere and the, the language of symbolism and um, just recognizing that the deep wisdom of my soul, like, because it has shown me, um, you know, I've made a card and then years later I'll look at it and I'll be like, Whoa, my soul knew um, what was coming, you know, there's a little bit of a timelessness to it, but, but our souls speak to us in different ways. And I would just, you know, it wouldn't be for you. You know, you already have 
a way of the soul speaking to you. So, yes. Can I ask you another question? So what was that pivotal point in your life 12 years ago that, that drew you to the soul collage? What was happening for you? Um, at that time I was living in Des Moines and, um, had been a massage therapist for about four years. What was the pivotal moment? Um, you know, I guess when I look back at that time of my life, I had just broken up with a boyfriend and when we broke up I felt a desire to turn more to my own spiritual development I guess I really felt like I wanted to get very centered connected within myself and with um source and open up that communication you know I think that's yeah and um before I took the class, I uh, I wrote a poem. It just kind of came out of me, you know, and it was really about this part of me that could love myself unconditionally, who has been loving myself unconditionally, and um, and and then the very first card that I ever made is this one. Oh, and it's called the tender and it really is about like an aspect of me that tends to what is tender you know in others within myself I always think the first card that we make is a very it's it's a very uh important one that really speaks to us you know to what our soul I don't know journey could be about so Yes. And it's constantly, yeah. our soul is, is constantly speaking to us, to us. And this is just another avenue. As you said, Joy, you don't have to do soul collage, but this is just another avenue for those who aren't into art. Like you said, who, you know, you, you appreciate pictures and images. It's tangible. You can touch it. You can see it, the visualization of it. Um, and that for me, that's what is very um, engaging as, as we look at those images. So just knowing that there's different ways to um, touch into your essence and that soul collage can be part of that. Just amazing cards, Joy. And, and you've been exploring with soul collage for a while now. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what that looks like when you do hold a workshop? What does that entail? Um, well, I would bring the materials. That's one benefit of going to an in-person workshop. Um, because just for anybody who is listening and is interested in trying this themselves, once COVID hit, they did they do offer online ones on if you want to go to soulcollage.com and look at um you know free uh online trainings that way but in person and I'm in Iowa just so people know if someone wants to reach out and have me host a 
workshop, but I would bring a lot of materials. I have a lot of cards, glue sticks. <laughs> I need those glue sticks. All you need. What? Yeah. And um, magazines. I have a lot. I didn't have any when I first started learning soul collage. And so I was nervous about how I would get images. But if you go to libraries, a lot of times they give away or sell for really cheap, like a quarter or 50 cents old magazines. You can go to the half price bookstore and get images. But in a workshop, all of that would be just provided. And so just given the simple introduction uh, or instruction about um, go into this with a blank slate um, instead of with a conscious intention mm -hmm. and let the images speak to you. It's like the general rule of thumb is if you're going and you <gasps> gasp in recognition or in a response, positive or negative, that image is speaking to you. And so pull it out. You don't you don't have to do anything with it right then if, if it's a scary one. You know, I held on to a scary image for eight years before I was ready to put it on a card. Um, and so that's okay, you know, but that image is speaking to you and your soul. And when you're ready to look at it and put it on a card, you will. Um, and then, like I said, kind of arrange them. And then depending on how long the workshop is, you know, then usually we like to share our cards with one another and what, um, what maybe the images represent or what we know of it. Some people are very good at knowing right away and, you know, what this card represents in their life. And some of us need some time or maybe to be by ourselves to have it talk to us. When I've shared it with so many people, it's interesting to me just to see all the different ways that this, you know, comes out in people. And another rule of thumb that we follow in Soul Collage is generally the maker of the card is kind of the authority on the card. Like they are the one that knows what it represents for them. And we're not to interject or project our, mm. what the symbols mean to us we respect and listen to them only if they want us to say what we see in it do we offer that because it really is kind of helping us respect um the other person's perspective and their soul you know speaking through the images so i like that i'm drawn to anything that respects you know like the person's ultimate authority on their life <laughs> Yes. And, and that's their journey. That's, that's their card. Um, you know, and you just say that just reminds me of, you know, somebody wearing a certain shirt with a pattern on it. And somebody says, Oh, I love that shirt. And somebody says, why are they even wearing that shirt? You know, we have those judgments and we project them on people and we don't even realize we're doing that. So I love that this workshop, it sounds like it's also, you, you've set the intention of having more of a sacred space, of allowing people to uh, be transparent and vulnerable as they're exploring, because it, especially if you're new to this, it could be kind of 
at first a little challenging. I ha I would have to say to have the blank slate of no expectations of myself or what images is I'm I'm quote unquote looking for. For me, that would be the the challenge. I think maybe for me that would be the big obstacle to get over um, to allow to just be and not feel that I have to find an image right away. You know, feel that that blank card is staring at me asking for something to be put on there. Yeah, so how do you walk somebody through that if they're having a challenge or they're just kind of feeling overwhelmed about that? You know, when you sh just shared that, how that would be a challenge for you, I would give you permission to do it your way. You know, if you got the A in your name, right? You told me that. <laughs> Focus, like, and you're all about, like, what's your intention? I'm living with intention. You know, it's okay to approach it that way if that's the way that works for you. But I bet you my bottom dollar that if you went in there with an intention that images would jump out at you that you weren't consciously looking for. And the process would show you, here's another way, mm. you know, and maybe it would be like, here's my consciously created card. And here's my card. I didn't even know I was looking for, but my soul showed me <laughs> needed, wanted to show me, you know, something yes. a deeper, because I think that's why I love soul collage too, is because it's, not made generally from our conscious intention that um, what is unconscious can come up mm. and we can see it consciously, right? It's like now yes. it's revealing something that we're ready to look at. And so I just mentioned that to you, April, because even like you sharing, like what you think just hearing about this would be your challenge you know it might work better for you to hear about those four suits maybe your conscious yes. is so like involved that it's like mm -hmm. I want which kind of card do I want to make and then let that guide you you know some people yes like a little structure to work within and some people resist structure so I just think mm -hmm. you know all ways are good ways there's no right or wrong whatever way works for you <laughs> exactly and you um working with these cards and holding these workshops what if um, the participants witnessed what can you share any feedback or any kind of aha moments they've had um, when constructing soul collage cards? I can think about um, a lot of, I guess, ahas, just, you know, like I guess one friend was having challenges with one of her teenage son. He was just really on his mind. And sometimes when we would gather together to make cards, we would talk about whatever was going in our lives while we're making the card. Sometimes we'd be very silent, you know, it's just very free form. But at the end of that particular session, you know, she was sharing, like she's kind of struggling with that. 
parenting him, figuring out how to parent him in a way that would help him best. And then she ended up making a card kind of representing him. And it really helped her, I think, just to work process through those emotions and to see him differently. And so then she came away from that feeling like something had gotten worked through and she could approach it in the way that, you know, she wanted to without feeling, I guess, frustrated or whatever she was feeling. Mm. I I like hearing that, that she was able to see him in a different light or actually probably, I don't know, right? I, I can't say for me, I can only speak for myself. I'm because I like to visualize as people are talking and sharing that she actually remembered his essence maybe and she could approach him differently as she created that card because she was you know working through her heart and not the mind and the judgment and the frustration Um, it allowed her to see him in a different light so to speak I think you're, that's true. Yeah. Very well put April to see his essence. Mm -hmm. (laughs) See from the broader perspective of our soul, you know, because it's so hard when we're stuck in the middle of the forest to see the forest Mm -hmm. for the trees. Yeah. Yes. We're having those challenging emotions. Yeah. So Joy, I have a question for you. How has soul collage helped you in any challenges? Can you describe a challenge that you were having and either creating a card or revisiting a card and how that helped to um, help you move through that challenge or just see it in a different light? Yes. (laughs) Um, So... One, so one of my friends here in town, she knew Soul Collage too. We actually think we learned it at the same exact class way back in 2011. And then we had a mutual friend here who got us together and we all, she knew, anyway, she knew we both knew Soul Collage. But, um, so this woman was wanting to host different groups connecting with our soul here in the area. And so she invited me to um, come to the open house that she was having to talk about soul collage because we were going to host a soul collage class. And there were women that came. um, And so I was invited to speak on it and I'm trying to explain it. And I have a, um, I have, in my life, I have sometimes struggled to put into words what I'm thinking. Like I used, I've had speech impediments as a child. I mispronounce words. Sometimes there's just this glitch between my brain and my mouth. And so I can feel kind of disconnected, you know, within myself from my mouth to my brain, being able to express it clearly. And also, Um, I don't like the feeling of feeling disconnected from others. I really enjoy the feeling of like, I understand you, you understand me, we're totally jiving here. And when there's a disconnect, I'm just like, ah, (laughs) 
you know, uncomfortable, awkward moment here. So when I was explaining soul collage to these ladies, um, a there was like several in the room and a couple of them were interested, but they were quiet. The, the three that were more boisterous and kind of vocal in the group, like they looked at me and I'm explaining it and they just give me this blank look and then they turn in unison back to the host like okay thanks what next you know like not interested don't get it and so it was very powerful because the next morning um I I ended up making some cards and I made like we call them shadow cards when they kind of relate to an yeah. aspect of ourselves that is uncomfortable and yes. this is my card that represents that feeling of disconnection so Joy is holding up a card right now, and on there, there's a woman who looks very kind of nervous. Her eyes are kind of turned to the side, like she's not making eye contact, and her mouth is a little open, like she's kind of sucking her teeth, like, ooh, I don't know. And then there's a cascade of, is it leaves coming kind of from her headspace down? Yeah, go yeah. ahead, Joy. In the background, it's really hard to see um, with the glare and just in this format, but the background is kind of a pinky white and it's like um, the ocean and then the sky, but they're, they look so similarly colored. It's kind of hard to see where one begins and then, and then next one ends. And so this woman's face totally fit the way that I felt in that moment like uh -oh. awkward yeah awkward how did I not explain this right because I'm thinking to myself why wouldn't you be interested in this you know <laughs> everybody would be but I've since discovered yeah it's not for everyone um and that's fine right <laughs> but um but when I was making the card and kind of journaling on it I really realized that I I had the the strongest aha when I was looking at the um the ocean and the sky here and the way that they look so similar and it's hard to tell where one is and the other one ends I just realized that the the sense of disconnection and uh, and separation is an illusion you know like at the core of everything we're all love we're all from the same source and so it's just a, it's just a moment in time where I'm feeling disconnected, but, but really I'm not. And also, you know, like I always want to be expressing myself the best way possible, but sometimes we don't, sometimes we trip over our words. Sometimes we put our foot in our mouth and say the wrong yes. thing <laughs> and it's okay. Like it's just a part of being human. And so really making this card helped me embrace this part of myself that was that was always so uncomfortable and that I felt shame about and and so when it would come up because I tend to draw a card for every morning I'd be like uh-oh <laughs> what moment of disconnection is coming for me today great thanks <laughs> but um but now I've since it now it's like one of my favorite cards because I've totally had a different um experience with this dynamic in myself and in my life where I mean it's taught me how to love myself regardless unconditionally you know regardless of what happens and to love myself through the awkward moments 
and to see the beauty of what is happening and just trust that it's okay, you know, and a lot of times it's all in my head, right? Like, I love how you talked about this cascade coming from her head. Like, that's not necessarily something that I saw before, but it, um, you know, sometimes it's just all in our head that we think that there's this disconnect, but really, you know, just because someone's expression on their face isn't like, I totally get you. Right. They might be totally getting us. <laughs> oh, that is wonderful. And I so really do appreciate your transparency and sharing that, you know, those, those moments where we feel like, what did we do wrong? The shame or guilt associated with that and being able to create a card, you know, that's, that's us. It's like really deep self-care know that it's it comes from us that we actually created this co-created right with our essence and can uh tap back into that and know that that we are safe we're supported just like you said joy besides soul collage what other uh, services do you provide what how else do you support others who are looking to discover more about themselves? Um, I am a Gene Keys guide. And since you've shared um, human design on this podcast, um, Gene Keys is kind of an offshoot of human design. It relates to the same 64 um, gates, the, the founder of Gene Keys. Well, anyways, I don't need to go all into Gene Keys, but um, it's a way of discovering um, our own essence. It kind of focuses on um, our prime gifts that we have to offer in the world. It talks about wounds from our childhood that are kind of triggers for us that are ways of kind of like tending to those wounds and interfacing with them in a different way so that um, so that we can improve our relationships and be more loving with ourselves, with others, instead of reacting from that wounded place. And then there's a part kind of of how we're designed to interface with the greater world to be of service. Um, and so, again, I'm drawn to Gene Keys as a modality because it is very inside out. It's as a jinkies guide, it's not like I'm going to look at someone's chart and give them a reading. It is more of a self, um, self-paced, uh, self-contemplative practice of looking within, taking the ideas from the, from the jinkies and then applying them to our own life experiences and emotions mm -hmm. and finding um, the ways that it's playing out in our lives. And so like as a guide, it would just be like, I understand the Gene Keys system, but you know you in your life and mm -hmm. how these themes and these archetypes are playing out. And so we'll be having a conversation. Yes, it's very fascinating. Uh, Joy has done a reading or or a guide for me for Gene Keys, and it is very eye opening. And 
as you said, it's not particularly a reading. I say it's instead of like self-help, looking for things for self-help, it's more about self-discovery. So it's discovering more. And, and for me, it, it really just kind of, oh, that makes perfect sense when Joy was sharing these little nuggets that um, she had through this Gene Keys. Uh, and then I could see how that played out in my life. And it's not good or bad. It's not saying, oh, these are the, these terrible things and you have to change them. It's more of a different approach of, oh, okay, that's how I am relating to the world. That's what I'm, you know, how I work, how I uh, manage because of these uh, keys through my genes, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's kind of hardwired into myself. And once I'm aware of it, like the human design, you know, once it's like, oh, okay, I'm aware of this now. So I can better prepare or recognize when these little things come up for me. And, and the other thing that I'm, um, did I just cut you off, April? No, you did not. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I'm currently, um, going through a course of learning how to do something called beyond quantum healing, which is using um, kind of like hypnosis techniques to access that deeper wisdom within um, kind of, it's kind of a more lengthy session, but it definitely um, guides somebody through their own process of kind of going deep within the deep recesses of their subconscious and bringing mm -hmm. forward that soul truth and so again it's just right up my alley in terms of how I like to and even coming back around to the psychotherapy you know there's lots of different versions of psychotherapy out there and I'm not a current psychotherapist but the the school that I chose to go to was one that was called client-centered and it was really um, from the paradigm of the client is the ultimate authority of their life and I'm just here as a sacred witness to listen with unconditional positive regard you know understanding that just that simple process of being listened to without judgment is a very powerful way of helping somebody learn more about themselves and love yes. them <laughs> yes and you are a wonderful mirror Right. So, uh, and that's, that's who you are, Joy, um, your authenticity, the way that you are really listening and some people, they don't have that. They, they have never experienced somebody who really meets them where they're at and truly listens and you're just not listening to words you're listening like with your intuition with energy all those things and that's how you're able to support people and 
also currently what you're doing working with people in hospice and can you just share a little bit about that too yeah i am working right now as a massage therapist with hospice patients and so um, I feel like I'm kind of coming back around to my roots of what led me into massage in the first place because it is a lot of gentle work and a lot of Reiki and it is a lot of listening for sure. Yeah, it's one of the parts of hospice is um, when people are entering that end of life, you know, it's natural to look back on our lives and and see what exactly transpired in my life and what was the purpose of it and what are my interesting stories or my legacy that I'm leaving behind. And so it's my deep honor and privilege to be a witness to that, to be a part of that process, to be invited in, you know, in those moments when our bodies are breaking down and mm -hmm. to be invited into their life and to be a part of it. I think it's a sacred passageway a sacred threshold crossing you know to go when we die from this life to the next and um yeah it's again it when I took the job I knew it was for me but I and I knew that I would learn a lot along the way but you know there are things that I learned that I didn't know that I needed to learn or wanted to learn my soul led me down the road <laughs> Yes, that's the that's what's wonderful about you is that you also lead with your heart and then you're open to learn right from it and and share your experiences. Yeah. And that's so needed too in our society, whether it's somebody in hospice, whether it's somebody in crisis, um, whether it's somebody who is kind of lost and disconnected to themselves or or they want more you know it's that that searching that uh, seeking and you are just the perfect guide to help those in those transitionary periods thank you april yeah. i would oh. say the same to you <laughs> You listen with a full-bodied presence, too. I always know that you're 100% present. Yes, living with intention. So for those who are interested to learn more, either have questions about our conversation today, are curious about uh, maybe how you can support them, or maybe get in contact with you to um, organize a soul collage workshop or collaborate even with you what is your contact information yeah my I have a website openforhealing.com and um, that'd probably be the easiest because it has my phone number and my email on there and you're welcome to reach out those ways too but Great. Um, any Facebook or Instagram handles or just basically openforhealing.com? Openforhealing.com. Yeah. Okay. I had a Facebook page and don't at the moment. And I'm That's perfectly fine. Instagram. Um, yep, just but, keep it simple. Yeah. And I might change my business name too because always changing. 
we are we're always evolving and changing and uh i'm so grateful that you are because then you're able to bring us uh, the soul collage today yeah okay well thank you again joy for being here thank you for sharing your gifts and yourself with us today thank you for having me and until next time please don't forget to subscribe to my channel uh, let us know that you enjoyed this uh, series or this episode uh, put some comments in there i'd love to hear from you and until next time be well i so appreciate your time today as right here, right now together, we are forming a new stone soup of collective consciousness and your essence is needed to add to the amazing vibration we just experienced. Please remember that you can always review any of these podcasts and receive that same energy you experienced here because you are part of that, of the energy, of the connection that we are creating here. If you would like to reach out with any questions or want to know more information about my services, please visit my website at livingwithintention.co or follow me on Facebook or Instagram at livingwithintention.co. Also, you can download the free app of mindbodyspirit.fm and listen anytime, anywhere via Spotify, Google, and Apple to have access to all my podcasts, as well as the other amazing speakers who are part of the mindbodyspirit.fm community. Be well, my friends, and keep shining your light and sharing your truth. And I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Hi, I'm Liz Winter and I have been a medium and a spiritual development teacher for over 30 years. On my podcast, All Aboard the Medium Ship, I want to share the message with you that there is a wealth of love and comfort available to you from the spirit world. On my podcast, you can experience this comfort and peace for yourself through gentle guided meditations and helpful messages. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you never miss an episode. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.